Welcome to Closer Look. I'm Kendra Ponzio, and our guest today is Shirley Rains, the founder of Beauty to the Streets, and we are going to be talking about caring for the homeless. Welcome, Shirley. Thank you for having me, Kendra. What made you want to start doing this? Well, several years ago, um, I lost my first child to an accident, and I stayed in a very dark place for probably 20 years plus. And my twin sister was like, you can't keep living like this. Like, you have to make this pain mean something. You have to find a purpose to your pain. And um, she was right. And a friend asked me to come out and serve the homeless one day. And I went out there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, all these people are like me. They're broken like me. I'm like, this feels like a good fit. And how long ago did you do this? This is about three years ago. I went with another organization and feeding the homeless. The women were more interested in my hair color and my makeup. They were like, oh, we love your hair color. We love your makeup. I'm like, okay, queen. Thank you. Thank you. And probably for three months, I said, thank you. Then one day I'm like, wait, do you want these things? Like, this isn't what some people told me about homelessness. You know, homelessness was blankets and food and tents and sleeping bags and water, not hair color and makeup. And they were like, yeah, we want these things. We just can't get them. I'm like, oh, a queen girl. I got that at home. So I came home. I cashed in 4,000 makeup points I had from Sephora, went through my cabinet, got all my extra hair color, and they started calling me the makeup lady. So they'd see my car. This organization drove with like 10 other cars, and they would say, oh, that's the makeup lady's car. That's the makeup lady's car. So I started getting a reputation for doing this. For those of you that are listening, you can't see our lovely guest. She has very bright red hair today, but it could be a different color tomorrow. So you can go to her website and check out all of her different photos <laughs> of all of these wonderful colors of hair that she has. So what made you switch to Beauty to the Streets? After helping the ladies with hair and makeup and, you know, um, I would bring the hair color out, but I would go back the next week and their hair was still the same color. I'm like, oh, you didn't like the color queen? They're like, oh, no, we just don't have water to wash our hair. I'm like, oh, I can bring water. You know, all these things started clicking, the lack of what they had. And I thought, you know what? I should start my own movement of helping women with hair and makeup and of course food too, because they still needed those things. I started servicing the same areas and we just created a name of beauty to the streets because I thought, you know, this is an opportunity to meet people where they're at. Everyone can't go into the mall and get mascara, go into the store and get eyeliner, you know, go to a salon and get their hair done. You have to meet people where they're at. Made it my thing and I toted my kids with me. I'm like, come on, you're coming with mommy to wash hair. We drove around in my little Nissan car packing things and probably started with taking care of, I want to say maybe 15 to 20 women regularly every single week. And now we've grown to numbers of 800 every single week. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Now, where do you prep and how do you get all this done? Well, everything comes from my home. I prep everything at home. It's my storage, you know, through my website. I've made an Amazon wish list of items that we need to help the homeless. We still take water. I get these five-gallon bags that um, hold heat. You get them off of Amazon. So I'll fill them up in my sink with hot water. And I'll take about maybe six or seven, as many as my car can tote. And we have a portable shampoo chair, a portable hair bowl. And we also have a big tent that's used to give showers because when I was going out and service the homeless I realized that this looks like a long-term camping trip getting the homeless off the street is a huge 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 task and when I started this I started not trying to get them off the street but trying to make the streets a little more comfortable for them because that's what I'm able to do you know getting them off the street is something bigger than me but I realized this is just like a long-term camping trip. So when I went to the camping section, it, it had everything that we needed. And we go out there, we do as many heads of hair as we can. So even now the numbers are over 800 for food and probably over a hundred for hair. 
I still can only do about 20 heads of hair because we run out of water. Surely some would say that a makeover or hair color, makeup, anything like that is rather frivolous for someone that's homeless. Some would say that. And I would say they're women at their core. I remember um, looking in the mirror after my son died and all I saw was the broken mom, you know, and it's a superficial, it's a bandaid on a gunshot wound, true enough, but everyone deserves to feel beautiful. Everyone wants to feel good. Anytime you've had a bad day, you've lost your job, you had a heartbreak, the first thing your best friend says is, let's go get our hair done. Let's go get our nails done. It doesn't change anything. You're still going to come home to no man. You're still going to come home to no job. But just for a moment, you were able to have an opportunity to not have have that level of pain anymore. It was a distraction. You know, even life, I think life's most perfect design, me having children is childbirth. It is the most painful thing you'll ever experience. But even that gives you 30 seconds, 90 seconds off of your pain, your contraction. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Closer Look. I'm Kendra Ponzio, and our guest is Shirley Rains, the founder of Beauty to the Streets. And we're talking about caring for the homeless. What kind of an impact do you think that what you're doing has on the homeless and also the community? I think the biggest impact is the level of trust that we have. Sure, it's good to have your hair done. Sure, it's good to have your makeup done. But a lot of times, even me going to the salon, it's about someone giving you that physical touch of scrubbing your head for you, massaging your hair. So I always say, I'm not sure what has the biggest impact, if it's the way they look afterwards or the care they got while they were getting it done. That someone actually acknowledged them, spoke to them, touched them, said their name, asked about their life. They weren't invisible. Monday through Friday, these people are invisible. Saturday, it's like, what can we do for you, queen? What color would you like, queen? Would you like this kind of soda? Would you like this kind of soda? It's all about the choices we give. And I think with the community, they've learned to trust us. There's a lot of one and done people that come down, maybe just for Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter, but it's 365 days of the year. Not only are people hungry, but they need care and they need some kind of love. They need to know that they're not forgotten. You know, none of God's children are forgotten, but sometimes you need to know that. So I think that just when we pull up now, there's a line of at least 100 people. People are already waiting because we're out there every single Saturday. Do you think that it reminds them of who maybe they once were or who they could become? Yeah, I mean, I think remembering who you once were is not the answer to the kind of pain that we have. Because the one problem, I think the biggest thing I had with my son and people didn't understand is they were like, they wanted me to be the old Shirley before I was broken. I am broken. It's okay to be broken. It's not a negative. It's a fact. I am broken. But Broken items are still useful. A broken glass may never hold water again. But if you're creative enough with the pieces, you can make some wonderful art about it. So I encourage people not to go back to who you were before you were broken because now you have a new normal to your life. This is a new path. You know, and that's the biggest thing that helped me overcome this is like, I'm not the Shirley I was before I lost my son. God has given me a whole new calling. It's like I have two lives in one. I live one before the death and I'm living one after it. And when the homeless people, they don't really get nostalgic because I try to remind them it's not even a about the past is about who you are now, all mistakes, anything that happened, any regrets that you have. You're a new person and you don't have to get back to that, that old Kim or that old James, that old Regina. You know, the Regina I knew used to be an illustrator and draw in books. The Regina that I know now is not an illustrator anymore. For me to encourage Regina to be an illustrator may not be the right thing when Regina has now had a hard life on the streets. Regina may want to teach people how to be an illustrator now and not so much do it herself. So I encourage them just to move forward. Take all that you focus on, you know, what's this new normal that God has given you and you move forward from that. What do you want to see happen while you're doing this? 
you know, I couldn't save my son. That was out of my hands. But I can possibly go out and help save someone else's son, someone else's daughter. This life, you know, was precious. Someone nursed this life. Someone loved this life. Someone burped this life and changed this life's diapers. And now they're here alone. And I just know how it feels to be alone. So my my mission personally in my heart is like, okay, I can never get my son back. But I can definitely give this person the love that I gave to my son. I can give this person the love that I gave to my son. And I don't know where your mother is. I don't know where your father is. I don't know where your children are, but I'm here to give it to you. It helps us forget our own problems, especially with you go out. When you go out there, you don't see one person with a problem. You see 100 people or 800 people with problems. It helps me not only forget, it helps me to be grateful because this could be any of us. You know, like I said, things they've gone through. It's not uncommon. You're not going to find people want to hear these grandiose stories of what made them homeless. It's the simplest. It's divorce. It's a woman who never had a job because she was a homemaker. Her husband decided to leave. He found another woman. And here she is with no skills whatsoever. It's someone who worked a great job and, and ended up with a cancer diagnosis and all their medical expenses drained their bank account. It's a vet who went to war and he came back, not the same person that his wife sent him away as. And he comes back in the home and she doesn't feel like he's safe for the children. He's not safe for for her. So these stories are so common. So it also puts you in a place of gratitude, like, oh, my God, that could have been me. There is nothing special about me. There is no reason why God has touched me and said, "Okay, this won't be your journey. You know, people like to say, you know, the homeless were careless with money. Who wasn't careless with money? Who didn't go buy a dress when you knew you had a bill to pay, but you really wanted that dress? We're just grateful to God that some of our stupidities, some of our actions didn't lead to homelessness. So, you know, it might have led to loss of a job, might have led to loss of friendship, might have led to loss of, a, you know, a divorce, but it didn't lead to homelessness. So there's nothing different than, than us. It's just the grace of God. I call it the two Ps, a prayer and a paycheck. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Closer Look. I'm Kendra Ponzio, and our guest is Shirley Rains, the founder of Beauty to the Streets, and we're talking about caring for the homeless. Surely you can't possibly do this all by yourself. You may have started out that way, but do you partner with other organizations now? Where do you get help? All of the help comes from social media. And so all of my followers, they send in items through Amazon wishlist or some of my cash apps. We did need some security out there. And one of the girls, Miley, that is with my organization, she went to school with Locke Travell Harding from Fighters for the World. They're a nonprofit as well. And they understood there was a group of women out in Skid Row trying to do some good. And they decided to come out and help us one Saturday. And it's been over a year. They haven't left our side. And they not only help with security, but they form friendships with the homeless. They paint nails. They cater the women for Mother's Day. Mother's Day, they walked around with gold platters and passed out sparkling apple cider with strawberries floating around. They put lays around the mother. They gave them all roses and stuff. So they've become part of the family. And also the bikes that they ride in on, they ride in on these Harleys, these big, tough men with these cuts on on Harleys. You know, one of the things one of the women said on Mother's Day was she's like, I feel like I'm in Beverly Hills. Here she is sitting in the middle of Skid Row on this little makeshift chair, trash all around her. She's standing in line of about 800 people waiting to get a plate of food. One of the fighters hands her a glass of sparkling cider with a strawberry floating, puts a lay around her, and we walk away and she says, I feel like I'm in Beverly Hills. It's just a mindset. And her body physically is in Skid Row, but we are able to give them something that can take them out. And that's what people don't understand. Same goes back to hair and makeup. 
up. They're still in a tent. They're still in skid row, but doing certain things can make people feel like they're somewhere else. And when you start to feel different, you do different. You do different. You behave different. So do you think that it helps maybe give some of them a brighter outlook on their future? I do. And I think that, um, you know, there are many levels of poverty as there are levels of wealth. So not everyone on Skid Row is without a job. There's a lot of people that work. So imagine going to work at a fast food restaurant. We have a girl that works for a fast food restaurant without a shower, without hair done, without makeup. So I think it also gives them a sense of confidence to where maybe their coworkers don't know they're homeless. But as long as we can give them the things to clean themselves up, as long as we can give them the items. I had a girl come Saturday and said, I have a job interview and she had bleached blonde hair. And I said, great. Let me give you a brown color. This is very interview appropriate. You know, and we were able to give them items. So there are people that are looking for employment, seeking employment. But we live in a world that is judged by the way you look, your appearance and your smell. So there are some things that people need in order to go forward. So a lot of people say it's a waste. They're not going anywhere. They could be going somewhere. And a lot of them do. They go to work or they're looking for work. So here's the big question. What can we do as a community to help? What can we do? Like I said, we all have something to offer. I mean, even if it's just a sandwich, even if it's just water when it's hot outside, even if it's just conversation, I know it could be very scary approaching the homeless and the, and the broken, but it can be very scary walking into your workplace these days. It can be very scary sending your kids to school these days. I mean, there's just no guarantee. Mentally ill people are not just on the streets. They're in your workplaces, they're your neighbors, and they're in your children's schools. And so I know it can feel a little scary to approach the homeless, but drop a case off of water at the park and walk away from it. You don't need to stand there and have a conversation. Hey guys, here's a case of water. Just thinking, what would you need? Old clothes you have at home, put them in a box and just drop them off at the park or wherever you see the homeless people and let them go through it. No strings attached. Here you go. You know, just knowing that you have something that they could possibly use. I think as an, on an individual basis, we should try to give back if we can. Shirley, give us your contact information. If anyone wants to talk to you about anything we've spoken about today or wants to help you, how can we do that? You can go to my website, Beauty to the Streets, B-E-A-U-T-Y, the number two, S-T-R-E-E-T-Z dot org. Or you can find us at Beauty to the Streets on Instagram and also on Facebook. And if you have things at your home you'd like to donate, we also have the mailing address in the bio. Thanks to our guest, Shirley Rains, the founder of Beauty to the Streets. For a closer look, I'm Kendra Ponzio.